Small businesses are at the heart of the U.S. economy. Here at Nurture Small Business Podcast, we're dedicated to seeing our small business owners succeed. I am your host, Denise Kagan, president of DCA Virtual Business Support. If you like what you hear on today's podcast, please share it. You have my gratitude for doing so. Did you know that access to capital is one of the biggest concerns of small business owners? That information comes from a Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Voices survey, which I happen to be a member of that alumni group. And today's podcast guest is going straight to the source. Our guest is Mark Ritter, and he is the CEO of a lending organization. Now, we're going to start off with some clarifications there too. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Denise, thanks for having me. Looking forward to the conversation. Okay. So for before the show, I actually asked you like, are you a CEO of a credit union or are you the CEO of a consultant to the credit unions? And you had a great answer. So I would love for you to repeat it here. Sure. And the question you have, I don't even think my wife and children can answer very cleanly either as far as what I do and who I work for. So <laughs> so I, 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 I am the CEO of MBFS and we are a credit union service organization that all we do is provide small business loans, real estate investment loans, commercial real estate loans to people all across America. And I explain it like this. Think of credit unions, and instead of everybody going and forming their own department and buying the infrastructure and buying the systems and having loan originators, they formed us to aggregate and build efficiencies so we can work with members and provide support services to credit unions so that they can provide these crucial loans to people in their community. So first off, I didn't actually even know that credit unions provided business loans. So that's that's awesome to know. How long have they been doing that? Well, this is the reason for for my existence and why I like to talk to people. Uh, and and it was kind of an interesting evolution because people a lot of times don't even know, like they see credit unions, but they really don't even know what a credit union is. And, and it's really a cooperative. It's a not-for-profit cooperative owned by the members for their for the benefit of the people who have accounts there. And way back when, going back 100 plus years, credit unions, that's all they did was provide business loans. That was almost all their business. Mm. And over time, they kind of developed to what most people think of as a credit union where, you know, maybe it was a credit union for the local government employees or the military or the factory or some trade group in an area. And they were almost all consumer-based organizations. I mean, how many people get a car loan for their first car loan from a credit union? And I guess probably about 25 years ago, the Federal Credit Union Act changed that really kind of started opening things up. And I got into the credit union space 20 years ago Mm -hmm. just to start up a business lending department at a large credit union. And because so many people, they they had their account at a credit union, but then when they started a business or needed something, they left and went to the local bank. So yeah, it, it, it's been an evolution. And, you know, last year credit unions funded over fifty-two billion dollars in commercial and small business loans. So it, it's been growing rapidly. Um, but you know, our biggest challenge is people like their credit union, but they just realize they don't think about 
knocking on the door of their local credit union for a business loan. Incredible. I um, question, do you have to be a member of a credit union to get a loan there? Yes. Um, This is another misconception that people have. It's kind of like uh, if you go in REI or some other co-op where you you have to become a member. Now, way back when, you know, when I was young, I remember my father telling me about the credit union he belonged to for his factory. And if you weren't a worker at that factory, you didn't belong to that credit union. They were very rigid. Today, I would bet if you're work driving uh, from work today or drive, you know, anytime you drive past a credit union in your town, there's probably about a 95% chance you can walk in and open that account. Uh, they're much more open today than they once were. And you generally don't have to open a membership just to apply, but to get that loan, you have to join the credit union. That's a pretty low bar for entry anymore. Most of the time, it's you have to keep 5 to $20 in an account and maintain that account, and you can enjoy all the services that they have to offer. Oh, so that entry level would be that for a business as well? Exactly. Uh, it's the same thing for a business. The biz, you know, if if you had uh, an account, you would have to have a personal account, and then you have to have a business account for your business, uh, and, and and it's that same qualification for memberships. You know, like I said, but many credit unions today they're they're much more open than they used to be. Uh, a lot of credit unions are what we call community chartered, where they're open to anybody in who lives in an area as opposed to just employer groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's a much more friendlier process than it ever used to be. Yes, I've seen both. I um, currently am in Virginia, and I've seen the Virginia Credit Union. But I used to live um, in a different place in Virginia and was familiar with the DuPont Credit Union, seeing yes. that there. So. I've seen both formats. How interesting. Okay. So we talked about the accounts needing to be a member, the history of it, and how that came about. Let's now start jumping into what does a business owner need in place? Because I know there's some things, you know, there's some things that you check as a lender, obviously. So what are what are those things and what are some pitfalls that you see, you know, things where small businesses in particular get hung up? Yes. We are credit unions, uh, just like banks, are federally regulated financial institutions. So our cost of funds is cheap and our money's usually a pretty good price. And one of the things is that we have to show that people can pay the money. And as, as crazy as that sounds, you know, but the nice part about credit unions is you know, the one thing that I always hear is people want access to their lender. They want to have a conversation. And and because if, if you're really on the extreme ends, you know, it's an easy no. And, and if you're a pretty wealthy person with clean financials, it'll always be a yes. But m- most of your listeners fall somewhere in the middle where you like to have a conversation. So you, you want to keep your financials nice and prepared and have a personal financial statement, then it's nice to keep that updated nice for the year. But And, and if you can prepare that as a credit union, what we really want to focus on is the story of the business. Who are we helping out? Who are we helping out? And what do you, how is this going to help your business and help your business grow? And also, so it pays us back and it makes you more money. 
And sometimes people just, you know, here's my financials, but we want to help understand the first transaction with somebody is always the hardest. And that's the, you know, that that's the one where, okay, if we can get to understand you, then the next one, it's just maybe freshening up the data and, and moving on and, and keep going. But we, but we're relationship-based institutions because of that cooperative nature. So we want the numbers and that objective parts is easy, but that subjective part is really what we want to make us good relationship. And you asked about the biggest mistakes people make. Um, yes. and, and I always see that as people treat lending institutions as they're all the same, particularly for small businesses. And I always say you should treat your lending institutions like you choose restaurants. You can go to the convenience store and get cheap, fast, easy, but very expensive for that bottle of water. You can go to places in the middle, you know, and kind of order it and it takes a little time and it's a nice meal. Or you can go to the really, really high-end places uh, and pay a lot for that money. Um, but not every lending institution does everything. So it's important that you talk to people like you and ask the questions where you got your money and how was the experience and find places that people like the experience and like the relationship and that businesses like you. Because if you own a restaurant and you could have the greatest deal ever and really nice financials and run a great restaurant, there are some lenders that just don't lend to restaurants. So instead of getting frustrated with that and, and turning to somewhere and saying, well, I can't get the money and putting yourself in a bind, find somebody that fits you. Um, the easiest place for that is references uh, and friends who are in your industry, you know, the accountants, your, your local attorneys. But sometimes it's nice uh, in, in today's world, you can go on LinkedIn and, you know, see who the lenders are at the community institutions and reach out to them. You know, stopping at every branch of an institution and saying, I want to talk about my business is a very slow and time consuming process. You know, and that's also one of the reasons we exist is that we're, we're kind of an aggregator for credit unions where there, there's 5,000 credit unions in America. And if you try to shop 5,000 credit unions, it, that's a tough lift. So people who have a bigger picture and can give you that perspective of a lot of institutions is a good place to go. And that way you, you can use your time much more efficiently. So, so I have a couple of different questions. When it comes to applying for the loan, well, I was asking about pitfalls. I, I think I was more along the lines of, you know, where do business owners get rejected and what can they do proactively to avoid some of those sure. rejections? I mean, one of the things I heard in the past is that, you know, hey, this, it's an independent trucker and he's just owns this one truck, but it's a business and he wants to expand, but he doesn't have a website and he uses a Gmail address. I mean, those are some things I don't think people think about, but I'm pretty sure they play into the validation process. How you present your work does matter. Absolutely. If you can prepare, if you use QuickBooks and have nice, clean QuickBooks reports, uh, as opposed to what we call, you know, the back of the shoe box and say, well, I, I really don't know how, 
how much money I make. I just, you know, have money coming in, money going out, and I can pay my bills, and that's what I do. So appearances matter. We, as a credit union, we do do some online research, but if, if you don't have your own email, that's fine. If if you if it's not the fanciest business in the world, that's fine. I tend to uh, get frustrated with people who spend a lot of money trying to look. Uh, I, I'd rather have the guy in uh, some cheaper clothes as opposed to trying to impress me and talking about his plane uh, in sports cars. You know, I, I want business that people who, who can run their business appropriately. So, yeah, we do want financials. It, when you try to do everything yourself, that's where we can shoot a lot of holes in it. But the number one Can you explain that just a little bit when you try to do everything yourself? When you don't want to pay for an attorney to Mm. do your legal work, when you Mm -hmm. don't want to pay for uh, an accountant, not a not a big fancy CPA, but just if you if you don't want to pay for a local bookkeeper to do that piece of it, because the more confidence we have in the numbers, then everything else can help fall in line. Okay, perfect. And you were getting ready to say the number one pitfall? But the number one pitfall that I see is when people are growing their business, they let their personal credit slide. Because once you hit that and and let your personal credit slide, it's it's a long, slow road to recovery. And I always say, you know, good personal credit equals good business credit. So because if we know you're managing yourself personally and you're that small business owner, the rest of it can carry through. And that's the number one indicator that you can manage that money. It it is much, much more difficult to get reasonable priced financing if you have a great business and lousy personal credit versus uh, versus the other way around. You have great business financials, but the personal credit is, is tough. So- that's what we see a lot of people do as they're they're building that business. Yeah, because they've pulled their personal, you know, credit card out of their pocket to fund this or that or buy a piece of equipment. And while they might be paying themselves back and doing the right things, it still does impact their their personal score. So what kind of score are you looking for? Roughly. No, we're 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 very like I, I kind of look at 650 and above as acceptable. If you hit above 680 and into the 700s, I I that's usually what we kind of call our A credit. And we're reasonable people where that if the you know, a couple of years ago, you know, maybe you had an event happen, we can work with that a little bit more if we understand it versus a trend. Uh, you know, because that everybody in everybody's life events happen. So, you know, that things happen, but, it, but if it becomes a trend, well, that's, that's an indicator. That's, that's what your record is. Understood. Do you do microloans? Oh, absolutely. Um, that's one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm most proud of with credit unions is we really don't have cutoffs uh, as far as what we can do in terms of loan size. Because if you think about it, what your credit union is, is, is it's your community-based lender. Your average credit union is about a hundred million in assets, which would be a very small bank. So, so we always kind of tell people, you know, your cheapest and easiest money is always going to be 
through your personal name. And that's how a lot of people start out, you know, kind of that friends and family and maybe, or maybe they got a home equity loan. They're going to loan the money to their business and grow it from there. So if you just need a, a, if you want to start mowing grass, uh, you know, don't go through the whole process to buy a, uh, a $5,000 mower, just go get a mower in your personal name and start building it from there. Now you want to scale that business and buy a bunch of trucks and trailers and mowers. You know, that's where it grows up into that small business loan. But I'm really proud of the work that credit unions do in, in smaller for smaller amounts and underserved communities where you can have those conversations and get that leg up to start out. Now, that being said, you know, sometimes we we love to partner, too, with different organizations, the local small business development centers, the local CDFIs. Many credit unions are CDFIs where, you know, maybe if if you're too small or in just in that part for for the credit union where where maybe we can partner with somebody who's a good fit for that. And then you can graduate to the credit union as you grow. We've done that many, many times. Thank you. Let's shift just a little bit to the real estate lending, because I know a lot of our audience, you know, they tend to be business owners, entrepreneurs, but they usually have side things going on and a lot of them invest in property. So let's talk about the the real estate and, and commercial real estate investing or well, loans. Yeah, most of our work is real estate loans and real estate investments. You know, m- many people, if, if they're just looking to build that passive real estate and they have rental properties or short-term vacation rentals, which I don't even consider them passive real estate anymore, <laughs> that's your running a business. But um, yeah, we do a lot of rental properties, but but we also do a lot of work with the small business owner that maybe they're in a lease space or they're home-based. Uh, maybe they're in a truck uh, if they have a food business or something like that. And then they're looking to graduate to that small balance commercial space. We love to do that. We love to help people grow. One of the differences in that area is if you're p- purchasing your home, there's a lot of options to buy a home with little debt, a uh, little equity. Whereas the small business owner, Generally, we're going to be looking for at least 20%. Plus, you have to renovate the property. You got to put built signs and fix and do all those things to make it your business. Where we we work a lot with the, maybe the SBA 504 program to lower the amount of equity that you need into a property. Uh, and, and I'll give you an example. You know, a million-dollar commercial property you know, not not a huge property in many areas. Uh, so we would be looking for at least $200,000 down. Uh, whereas in the Small Business uh, Administration's 504 program, you may be able to do that with 10% down, you know, and, and, and save yourself $100,000 uh, and get great rates uh, through that program, as well as including a lot of those costs that you have to do to renovate the property. So we love to uh, help out the small business owner getting into those. Now, sometimes that's a little bit of a different loan product than what people are used to. Because you know, when I, when I buy my home, I don't want a five-year adjustable rate. But in the commercial side, that tends to be pretty normal, uh, maybe five or seven years. And the rates are a lot higher than what you, what you see on your house. But yeah, we, we, we do quite a bit of that in the commercial. And it's really kind of our bread and butter. Okay. 
Okay. So more commercial real estate lending versus um, small business lending. Yeah. Well, if you look at the dollars, the dollars tend to be in the real estate loans and the units had the number of loans Mm. tend to be in the vehicles and lines of credit just because they are so much smaller. That makes perfect sense. So, um, Mark, tell our listeners how they can find you after the show, because I've got a feeling some people are going to reach out and want to um, connect with you about getting loans. Sure. Um, the easiest way is is through my website, markritter.com, M-A-R-K-R-I-T-T-E-R.com. And you can go in, connect with us right from there. And what we like to do is if we don't have a credit union in your area that we support, We try to match you up with credit unions funding business loans in that area and make that nice, warm introduction to people in your marketplace who are uh, funding loans. Or if you just need advice, uh, we, we, we love to talk to people to try to get you to that next level. Perfect. And your site shares what? Because I think you said 16 states, correct? We are owned by 13 credit unions. Uh, And we work with about 90 credit unions nationwide. So we have a pretty good uh, coverage over a lot of the area. But we also are friendly with many companies just like us who who work with credit unions in different regions uh, and and love to to share referrals back and forth to get people uh, matched up with a local credit union. Perfect. So it sounds like if you can't do it, you've got a resource probably. Yeah, it's a diverse world. And because, you know, at the end of the day, people really like local. You know, I, I like to shop local. I like to mm-hmm. buy local. And borrowing your money local helps your local economy. So if we can help you do that, we that's that's our mission. Yep, I agree with that local philosophy. Absolutely. Mark, you've been an excellent guest today with lots of information, lots of great nuggets there. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Thank you for joining me for today's Nurture Small Business podcast, where the focus is on business growth through technology, leadership, and people strategies. Do you have an idea for a podcast or feedback you'd like to share with me? Send me a note through my website at dcavirtual.com slash contact.